This is the one with the thin, fat, gay, married Anglican Marines. Attack prayers. Something old, something fat, something blue. And monks with neckties. It's called A Good Man Goes to War. Here we go. We're still on our endless voyage. All through time and all through space. With Slavine and angels now. Dalek, Cybers, Uden, wow! Tenant Smith and Eccleston. And Capaldi, he's the man. Doctor Who is cool again. That was Russell's master plan. Who back when? Reviewing all new Who there is. Who back when? Subscribe and rate on iTunes, please. Rose and Donna, Amy Pond, Rory, Martha and beyond. Join us on this odyssey. What other choice could there be but Who back when? Who back when? Hello, podcast land. Welcome to this wonderful episode of Who Back When. We are here on episode N081. <laughs> what is it? What is it? What? A Doctor Who podcast. Oh. Uh, or dog past. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Jim. Enjoying this for you this episode. And jo- Hi, Jim. joining me, multiple people, we have to my direct left. Drew Back When. Hello, Drew. Hi, Drew. Hi, Jim. <laughs> And opposite Drew, we have... Leon, a.k.a. Pumpkin. Hi, Leon. Hi, Leon. Hello. <laughs> Good night, John Boy. <laughs> now, Mary Lou. <laughs> and our very own Mary Lou, otherwise known as... Marie. Hello, Hi, Marie. Marie. Uh, hi, hi, guys. Hi, Drew. <laughs> Mouthful aside of that. Hi. <laughs> did you see what we're reviewing? You did, didn't you? We're reviewing... A good Man Goes to War. That's the one. Yeah. It's super exciting stuff. Like like mid-season cliffhanger bish-bash-bosh episode. At the end of the last episode, uh, the Almost People, we were super excited about this episode. Mm. We were like crazy super-duper excited yeah. about A Good Man Goes to War. I felt like it was what was carrying some people through that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to a certain degree, yes. Sh- should we go into a B-scale? Well, let's do that. Let's jump head, head first into this episode, shall we? Time for us to synopsize, clarify and summarize. So take a view and grab a brief and listen to this overview. This free for all we like to call a bite-sized chunk of who. Bite-sized chunk of who. Picking up where we left off in the almost people, the Doctor has been calling in favours and recruiting allies from every corner of time and space it wasn't worth us seeing before. Their objective, to rescue Amy and her newborn time baby from the clutches of Madame Eyepatch Kavarian. Kavarian has an army or two of her own, though, and this is destined to lead up to a mid-season cliffhanger, so things are about to get wobbly. Would you like me to repeat the beast scow? <laughs> yes, Jim, yes! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, actually, no. <laughs> but well done. <laughs> Be scared over, you are welcome. Time out, let's have another drink. Wait, nobody said, aren't you just? Aren't you just? <laughs> have fun editing this. <laughs> Does anyone have a particular point they want to start us off on? Supporting cast. Oh, not where I thought you'd start. Excellent. Take it away, Jim. Well, I remember watching this the first time oh. and being... Take us back, set the Should. Scene. Oh. <laughs> Many moons ago. <laughs> Lizard Lady, Vash. Madame Vastra. Vastra, that's the one. Yeah. Jenny. Uh, Jenny. Strax. Strax. All appear in this episode, like, we should know them, but we don't. We don't. Yeah. This and is I, the first time we meet Vastra, is it? Yeah. I believe so. <gasps> but yeah, because yeah. I, I remember, yeah, yeah the, f- the first time being really confused and being like, oh, shit, did I missed something or have I forgotten an episode or like what's happened yeah how but, drunk were we when we reviewed her origin story <laughs> yeah. but it got me it got me this time as well I was like oh Madame Vastra's been in it already when did she when was she in it and I was trying to think back and remember and I couldn't and it's yeah 
But of course, really? the actress has been in it, well, but not Madame Vasquez. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's uh, probably what's confusing us. And Stra- uh, Strax. Not with her. I was also thinking, like, oh, she's potato-less. Yeah. But presumably this double, triple feature, whatever, however you would, you know, uh, agglomerate these episodes, it's going to conclude with the two of them teaming up, or the three of them, right? Vastra, Jenny, and Strax. But is, doesn't, doesn't Strax turn into their, like, Kato? Get forward. Isn't Strax about to die at the end of this episode? Uh, uh, he's made of stern starch. Oh, he did die, didn't he? He I did die. He You're right, he die. does die. Oh, it's a, it's a different... Oh, I'm being so, so racist. Then, but they are all cloned, so... Yeah. But is it... <laughs> so when she's travelling with Strax and Jenny in Madavastra... It's not Strax. Trio, is, it, is, it, a, is it not Strax? Or B, is it that you're seeing... No, it can't be earlier in their history. It's not Strax, presumably. It's, it's a different sort of time. They're all cloned. Strax. Do they? I think. I thought they did. How can yeah. there be two Straxes who are nurses, though? He's going through penance for his clone batch. Yeah. So the doctor, either the doctor is extremely unoriginal and <laughs> meets another one. It's like, this worked well the first time. I'll try not to kill this one. But yeah, because I, I thought, oh, maybe it goes back and shows you like the origin story and that's the bit that we missed out, which would have been quite cool. But yeah, Strax and Vastra don't know each other at this point. So no. they can't have been working together in... And it's not like Strax London. outlived them all and went around and fought in thousands of years' worth of wars because he's not even 12. Exactly. Oh, he's mm. a baby. Nope. I just looked it up on Todd's Wikia. It is the Sontaran nurse Strax. Alongside, this is directly from Todd's Wikia, alongside Jenny and Sontaran nurse Strax, Vastra investigated unusual activities. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. We read it out, so you don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like maybe they are meant to know each other at this point it's just they don't really interact do they i guess they don't really talk to each other so you maybe they do know each other so the the rest of what we see later is before, before this, this. happens so this is timeline. no i don't think so i don't think so no. either because strax calls jenny a boy and vastra True. reacts but doesn't he- as if that's the first time she's heard it she doesn't say same old strax <laughs> So there'll be a cloning uh, incident towards the end of this uh, feature, or possibly there's a timeline wobble that reanimates him or something, or unkills him. What annoys me, right, is that he says to Rory, I'm a nurse, and Rory doesn't immediately yes. come back with, I'm a nurse, me and too. then fixes him. But he, they have that, oh, that scene is fantastic. It's the mm. nurse on a nurse convo where they're like, it, Strax says, I am powerless. Because I'm a nurse, and you can see it in Rory's eyes. He goes, oh, fuck, so am I. Like, uh, I'm, I'm not a warrior. How did I get away with this? Oh, right, I didn't spot that. I was you, super you got suggested. a level out of this. I don't think anyone else did. Okay. <laughs> I was just being indignant on Rory's behalf. Because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I really wanted Rory to say I'm a nurse too, and the Strax to look at him and go, oh, my God, the last centurion's a nurse. Yeah. And be like, The well, most heroic human I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. But no. Yeah, and I wanted Strax to not die. This is a terrible episode so far. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, Strax okay. is marked in my book as a plus point. Just okay. him as a whole. I love him. He's <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. That actor is amazing. Yeah. Just all, all the little things about meeting you on battle and killing them. It's just... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when he's taking care of the little boy. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, that little scene with the little boy. What's that about? What do you mean, what's that about? <sighs> I hate that boy. Why do you hate that boy? I don't know. He's just sat there dying. Like, well, that's... It's a good thing. He isn't, a, he isn't allowed to do much acting. It's perfect. <laughs> you know, if there's one they, thing I can't stand, it's civilian casualties. For <laughs> fuck's sake. <laughs> At least the pirate boy doesn't get to say anything. Yeah, but he's there. Oh, the pirate boy. Oh, I sort of blanked out. Yeah. Wow. See, I remembered them coming back. If this is the only point they come back, then why the hell did I remember that? Because that's <laughs> pathetic. 
<laughs> I think it is the only I think time it probably, yeah. I hope it is anyway. <laughs> it just angered me enough that they come back, I guess. Mm. It was just hanging over. Yeah. What I liked is that they could f- say to Hugh Bonneville and the boy, stand in a corridor... And there's bound to be a corridor in the episode. And, and that'll we'll be make it. a corridor for you. Yeah, you'll get your own special corridor and that will happen in the future. And that's it. Now you can go home. We, we don't, don't get to, to spend see... more than 50p. Yeah, we don't get to see the other pirates. We don't get to see their spaceship. We get nothing. Hmm. Like, do the other pirates not owe him a favor or two? Is it just pirate dad and pirate boy? Well, there's going to be 20 crew on that ship. So I'm assuming the others had a hand in overthrowing it. Yeah, dad and boy can't overthrow 20, can they? I would hope not. That's, that's a bit annoying if it's true. Mm. Yeah, but we don't get to see them. No. Did anyone else come back from previous? Yes, Danny Boy. Danny Boy. Danny Boy. Yeah, oh. the most effective fleet in the universe. <laughs> <laughs> Some half cobbled together <laughs> Spitfire. Mm. But also, like they're piloted by people who have never met aliens yeah. before, like proper mm. aliens. Yeah. We'll just put them back in their own timeline afterwards. Everything will be fine. Won't, <laughs> won't send the course of human history Can onto imagine, some tangent. Like, imagine the degrees of PTSD those pilots are going through after World War II. Like, we were in fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> they were like lizard people. <laughs> we flew through the time vortex for three millennia. <laughs> um, and Blue Guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He, oh, whom we've met. Yeah, he, he was... What did he do? He, did he give some technology to River? She bought, um, she, she had earrings that she gave yeah, him like earring in exchange bonds. for the little... For the time travel bracelet? Yeah. Yeah, well done. Good. But we've Four also met him in real life. Oh, right. Yeah, and the first Oxcon. <gasps> cool. He was there, and uh, yeah, I can't remember his name now. Blue guy. What colour is guy. he? <laughs> In real life, was he blue when you met him? He was blue. Was he like it, that's why they cast him in nice. that role. He yeah. is just blue. Save on makeup. <laughs> yeah, it was a somewhat awkward meeting with him. Oh, <laughs> because I couldn't remember what he was in. We hadn't gotten to any episodes with him yet. Uh, it was just Miriam and I who went up to him. I think. Were you yeah, there, I was too overawed by his mega stardom, <laughs> and he was genuine. He seemed genuinely depressed to be there because no one was oh. talking to him. Oh. And there was a, a, another couple of people talking to him. Before, sorry, this is a mild tangent. Like, there's a, another couple of people talking to him like, right next to us. We were just pretending not to hear what they're saying. And they were asking, like, oh, so how long did it take to, to, you know, paint you all blue? And he's like, fuck, everyone asks me this. Mm. And he says how long it is. And since we pretended not to hear him, when it's our turn, we ask the same question. <gasps> you oh, oh, no. oh, that's the worst. Oh. Sorry, blue guy. Oh. All right, back to the episode. <laughs> oh, that's so cruel. <laughs> and how long does it take him? I can't remember. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask him again the next time I see him. Oh, God. <laughs> he was in such a such a bad mood to be there. I felt really bad for the guy. Not bad enough, obviously. He just but, compounded you know. it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sorry. Okay, let's back to this. Sorry, he, sorry, he sorry. did not return for OxCon 2. <laughs> <laughs> His character is, is Dorian something, isn't it? Something. Dorian Mal- Maldivar. Maldivar, that's it. Who I, I kind of like. Yeah, me apart too. Apart from when he walks up to the monks at the end. I thought that was a bit shy. That's stupid. Out, out of character. He's a self-confessed coward and now is yes, trying to true. negotiate on the battlefield. Oh, yeah. No, that's a very good point. I don't know if he's trying to negotiate so much as cozy up to the most powerful force in the room. Well, mm. still. Although his judgment is poor because within minutes they're all defeated anyway. Without him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, also true. Mm. He has a brilliant sinister laugh. There's there's one scene where he just turns towards the camera and he's like... 
And it, it's just amazing. Very, very sinister. So I don't know if Drew wants to talk about this, but... I'll talk about anything. <laughs> I have a negative here. I, I'm not a religious person. Okay. But the blatant anti-religiousness of this whole kind of Anglican army... <laughs> Great's even on me. We are the fools <laughs> right. and the monks who literally have lost their heads. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, yeah, that we are not fools. What is this? The, which century are we in? But a, quite a far-flung century. Well, and we're still... 52nd. 52nd century. And we're still amazed that there are gay people married in Anglican environments. Like, no, mm. come on. Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought about that. Like, throw us 20 years into the future and people will be forgetting that that was ever a problem. Yeah. However many yep. hundreds of years into the future, fuck that. Thousands of years. Thousands. Yeah. 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 Also, the whole space militant priests, it's already been done in well, the last series. I wanted to angels. ask that with the one with the angels. Are, yeah. are they supposed to be linked in any way? Are they like, is it a oh, yeah, later iteration? I forgot about those. Because it's very like the clerics and it was the army and the church and, it, and we have the same thing again. But I don't think they've ever made it. I'm finding out. I'm finding out. Do it. Well, this is the papal mainframe, isn't it? Yeah. I yeah. don't think the last one was. But th- th- you've also got the Anglican sort of being drafted in as... Because, you know, all religions and churches are, are the same. You can yeah. all tile them with all the same brush, oh, essentially. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's the moral to take away from this. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Who really cares? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jim does. Thanks, well, Thank so, you, Jim. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else knows about Warhammer. I don't know much about Warhammer, but I know they do the, <laughs> the religious army thing. And it comes off oh, as really? quite cool. Like, they, they refer to certain like higher ranking people as as like bishops or something like that i'm pretty sure that kind of comes over but okay they're all wearing fucking big armor and there are um kind of tank walker things and you know it's mm-hmm. it's just playing with the idea and i don't i don't think it's being shoved as an offensive thing it's just kind of the idea well it's probably playing on the lines that religion has caused a lot of wars but then so are lots of other things Whereas this, I fully acknowledge that there were several crusades, and after the sixth or seventh, the Christians were still trying it on. I feel like this is just so in your face that this is Moffat's baby, isn't it? This is Moffat's episode. Yes, yeah. that it's he, his decision to have them chant "We are not fools" about fifteen times, exactly, as they are then left for fools. Yeah, yeah. yeah we, we have to stop this man who reasons. <laughs> that was the line that really pissed me off. Uh, if, if anything, in the whole episode, that was the one I couldn't let go. I missed that line. Wait, contextualise. The, um, they're talking about... Contextualise! The the <laughs> not a demon, he's not a trickster. Um, we have to fight the man who fights, maybe, the man who reasons and the man who lies. Mm. And so the reasons oh. is shoved in the middle there. Mm. And it's like, That's a little on the nose. Uh, I, I missed yeah, that line. It's a little, well, Moffat trying his best to, you know, punch me and any religious believers square in the face, let alone, you know, on the nose. So, I don't know. I think it's, but that was, that, was, that was it for me. I mean, the rest was standard. What did you take from um, <laughs> heaven neutral? The Gamma Forest is heaven neutral. 52nd century ecclesiastical politics are extremely complex. <laughs> I have no idea what that means. I have no idea what that means. I think it, well, because he refers to them as God's fighters, I think. It, I don't think he actually says warriors. I think he says fighters. Who are the soldiers or yeah, the, the soldiers. headless monks? No, soldiers. soldiers, I think. Um, so I, I take it that the entirety of religion has been warified, for what of a made up word. Militarized. Militarized. This, this takes place. the one. Okay. Um, I, including, well, because they talk about the papal mainframe. So yeah. it's almost like there's an AI controlling. A the female reli- AI. Oh, was it? 
Yeah, they said we got special dispensation from her. We get to we get to meet her, right? This is this is we. I've mentioned this before, and I feel like I I, either I am completely misremembering this, or I am the only one who remembers (laughs) this. That there's a like a church spaceship where everyone has to be naked, or at the very least, Matt Smith gets naked. Possibly. Like the cold open is him naked in the is it a Clara episode? It might be a Clara episode. He's naked in the TARDIS and she just stumbles upon him. He's like, oh, oh, you're naked. He's like, oh yeah, look at me. <laughs> I don't remember that one. See, it's just me. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We're gonna get there. It, <laughs> there's a very there's definitely overlap with dreams here. <laughs> Slash the start to your second audiobook. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you another thing that annoyed me. Unless you have more to say on this. Uh, uh, possibly, but I, I want to hear more about what annoys you. And it's sort of connected to this in that D- Dorian Moldovar is teasing Kavarian with, why do they call it Demon's Run? Because Demon's Run and a good man goes to war. It's the oldest saying. I mean, how do you just arrogate that title for yourself? Like, yeah. I've come up with a pearl of wisdom that deserves to have lasted since the dawn of the universe. But also, if it's supposed to be written about the Doctor, it can't be the oldest saying well he did show up on that original cliff didn't he and then wrote it down oh i don't know yeah i don't know like he's the point is that he's he started out as doctor is the word for healer and um wise man and it is becoming as his actions are getting more and more um i don't know not violent but vengeful powerful powerful it's it's the word is morphing and it's now becoming to mean like warrior in certain cultures and if you carry on it will become something else and so for i thought that them, was really cool by the way as yeah a concept. i thought that was wonderful but yeah for them to have written this like saying about him must be like late in his time stream when he is the warrior guy not the healer guy so it can't be unless somebody traveled back in time and planted it there. I don't know well, they maybe wrote it about him so much as just Moffat is like you know what that sounds like a really great adage and I'm just gonna claim myself as the wittiest man who ever lived. But the, the other thing is that um, if because it, it's what River reads out isn't it is like the whole thing Demons run when a good man goes to war and then it continues and it there's says, a poem there's a poem yeah and the baby is taken and it's like if this is the oldest poem in history why doesn't the doctor know that the baby's about to be taken but that, like, okay. does he not read poetry yeah but, but it's also like the the name has been given so it's been named after what they are experiencing right now is the caption oh no because they do refer to it as demons yeah. one as well he should either know what's going to happen because that it's in the name the yeah, clue is in the, the name yeah. or it should be named something completely different or nothing at all until afterwards and from that afterwards. time forwards it then becomes known as Demon's Run I have a piece of trivia though Ooh. I think this came from a Moffat interview a good man is not the doctor good man <gasps> is Rory. Rory hey and which also ties in with that thing in the is it in the very beginning there's a, an allusion to, oh, uh, oh yeah, when Amy is talking to the baby and, and she ends with like, oh, and he's your father. Yeah. And there's, there's like a split second when you go like, oh, she did bone down with the doctor. But then it's like, <laughs> oh, no, she's talking about Rory. But it re- that really annoys me. And she, it happens throughout. There's so many little nods to like, it has to be the doctor, has to be the father. And it's like, oh, come on. But yeah, why does she say he's the last of his kind? Because in this, univ- in this version of Rory, he is human. He is not the last of anything. He he's not an auton. Yeah, he's, he's not, not an auton. Really he's never been an auton. He hasn't spent a thousand years waiting for her. He kind of has those memories. But he, and he might be, might ha- exactly, he might have been the last centurion, but she doesn't even know that he's donning that cosplay anymore. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He's not even the last nurse because Strax shows up. Oh, there you go. He is now. Strax oh, is yeah. dead. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I just looked it up. This takes place exactly 100 years after the clerics and okay. the angels. Yeah. Okay. Well, where I was going with it was I then looked for some old sayings. Where do you look for old sayings? On the internet, of course. <laughs> I found a website, wiseoldsayings.com. Welcome to Wise Old Sayings, it said. Since 2000, <laughs> we have been... Etc. Etc. And then I thought, well, I'll go for the Bible. There's Proverbs 3.5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Okay. So ties in with this episode. A but bit. then you've also got Proverbs fourteen fifteen. The simple believe anything, but the prudent give thought to their steps. So, you know, both sides. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Philip about to learn something. It's my first Bible proverb. Thanks, Jake. Wait, what was it? Oh, right. Oh. <laughs> um, I want to write to the BBC and tell them they wasted their budget on a CGI ship landing at the start of the episode which was terrible and had no bearing whatsoever. Hmm. You thought it was terrible? Oh, it, oh, come on. When it lands and, and we instead just sort of pan aside and down we see the yeah. mechanics and whatever. Oh, and we see the, the thin, thin fat. fats, uh, gay Anglicans. Who also are a bit of a nonsense part of this episode. Yeah, there's a lot of sort like, of... It's really weird because this is a very dense episode, but I feel like they could have cut a few bits here and there and Side just characters. given some breathing room to yeah so the the fat anglican gay couple man not can't be the fat couple the hot the fat half of the couple yep. um he just very happily was just like oh i'm off to do my conversion therapy now like d- yep, i've only what? heard good things <laughs> <laughs> i swear i blinked both times we watched this how does how does he just saunter off and he's just super happy about it he's like he's, but he knows where is. he's going he, yeah but okay. he hasn't been told what it because, entails oh i hope you guys don't do lent i'm not very good at giving things up like which is a nod to then he gives up his head i guess oh but. i didn't think about that i thought he meant cock <laughs> <laughs> but yeah if, this, if it's supposed to be a religious order first and foremost and a it's, you know, religious warriors and he just very happily is like well yeah scrap that one religion I'll just take this new religion. That's probably just as good. Like you say, they're all interchangeable. Oh, yeah. They, yeah. I mean, exactly. He self-identifies as Anglican. Anglican, yes. That's a very broad church. <laughs> broad church, broad church. <laughs> and does, not, does he not think, maybe, maybe I don't want to become a monk who is terrifying and nobody can talk to and lift my hood? How is my hubby going to kiss me? He, he thinks he's just going to have some, like... Like a baptism. Baptism, baptism yeah. thank you. That's the word. I don't know. I feel when you hear conversion, like it just is very Cyberman, and I know what that entails. And <laughs> oh yeah, uh, oh and also, actually, everyone is scared as balls yes! of the monks. They will shoot you on sight if you lower their hood. Oh, yeah. don't get me onto them shooting and then not shooting. Oh, Can I ask another question well, about no, the monks? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, well, first no, of all, before we let this couple go, like the episode just drops. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the fat guy disappears completely. Maybe we see him in a necktie later on, but we just don't know it. But his I, husband, I, I, yeah, oh, sure, yeah, completely disappears. It, no, no, no we see him later on, but we he, do. Yeah, we see him later on when they're actually removing the hoods and we get to see the neckties. The the husband is there and he looks at the other monks and probably is thinking, shit. Is is that is one of those headless monks? Is one of those monks my husband? 
But we never go beyond that. He never breaks down. He never goes, no. you know, uh, yeah. fuck you, army, for breaking up my marriage, for decapitating my husband. Because then, yeah, if he, if he had a reaction to it, then he could join the resistance. And yeah, he could, he team could up be with the Lorna. new, yeah, Lorna yeah. Bucket part two. Yeah, yeah. if you're going to give a bucket, him yeah. a minute, <laughs> if you're going to give him a minute or two in this ridiculously overstuffed episode, give him a payoff. Exactly. I also think he does look at his fat husband. He looks at a... I have to classify him that way because that's the only way the episode does. He specifically looks at a monk. He looks a at a monk, monk who does have slightly chubby hands. Oh, I didn't notice the hands. And I, I feel like that's meant to be his husband. <laughs> Little but... chubby hands. <laughs> I'm sorry, fat shaming his hands. I'm sorry, but they didn't give us much to go with on this episode. <laughs> um, so well spotted. Yeah. yeah. But I... What's the point? He doesn't give a reaction. You're yeah. totally like right. A, it um, feels like it's a scene that got cut. Maybe there was yeah. a reaction and it was, yeah, it's an overstuffed episode. It's but you should, cut, you should cut all of it. I guess they they needed them to talk, introduce us to Lorna and that conversation. Oh, but it really wasn't worth it. But why does he know of Lorna Bucket? Mm. He doesn't. She's like deliberately anonymous. Mm. She it, she appears in I looked her up because I also feel like wait is this really is this so clever as to be deliberately you know left blank and it actually is but someone went ahead and wrote a novel and popped her in it Lorna Bucket and also Lorna Bucket's father who is named Lorna Bucket's father nice and they run through a forest with the doctor so he, when he yeah. goes like oh we ran didn't we that actually does happen I it think is that's, um, really nice when when Doc. Because when he did it and he says, oh, didn't, you, didn't we run? And I mm. I had a moment. I was like, does he remember her? And then she dies after and she like, dies, he just boom. turns around and goes, who was she? And it's like, oh, like he, do, he can't possibly remember everyone. And it who was the hell is this groupie? Tragic. Yeah. But, he made, yeah. but he made her feel special. And that yeah. was really... It's beautiful. Yeah, really beautiful. It's moment. really, really beautiful. I yeah. teared up. Yeah. It's definitely a... a but it well is a thing moment. he could say to any any person that's ever remotely been involved with him. He could say, didn't we run? And they always do. So. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. Nine times out of ten. Except the one person who goes like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you left it was me that behind. one episode. You told me I had to stand stock still and not move. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't you remember? I'm in a wheelchair. <laughs> just, just look down. <laughs> I mean, it's double-edged. It is really nice that he's yeah. doing that for yeah. her in what he knows because he's... Scanned her. Scanned Sonic'd her. That's the her. fucking word. <laughs> With her Sonic, that those are her final moments. Yeah. But it's also incredibly disingenuous. Because like yeah. I was just thinking, isn't it jarring that a minute ago he was in a scene of utter tragedy mm. and everybody was like, the, the baby's gone, all hope is lost... And then he starts grinning at this random woman. And I, I thought the only way this could be justified is if he has a genuine emotional connection. And then he doesn't. Mm. It's Yeah, but yeah, exactly. And that is beautiful. No. Although, he takes a moment to save her life in a way. Make yeah. it won't make it mean something that yeah. she spent all this time searching for him and she had kind of closure and Well, I think this is we've said that the doctor doesn't actually practice medicine very often. But this is him having a bedside manner. This yeah. is this is him being a doctor. Yeah. In the one way he could be at that point. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little bit of secular extreme unction. Extreme unction? Yeah, it's a Catholic thing. Oh, okay. Uh, last rites. And I say it's oh. a Catholic thing because, you know, religions are different. <laughs> um, but the, th the time when he is um, disingenuous and very careless of other people's feelings and grinning like a madman uh. is when fucking Amy and Rory are like broken hearted and they have lost their daughter and River comes and tells him off and says, you, you brought all this on yourself. 
come here and look at this cot. And now he's grinning like an idiot and blowing kisses at her. Oh. Yeah, but, oh. but it's just like, oh, I'll see you later, guys. I'm off in my TARDIS now. And he just leaves Amy and Rory sat there going, what the fuck just Rip happened? Bots. Take him home, won't you, really? Yeah. Great, I'm off down the pub. But, but, uh, two things. Number one, it's a time machine and he could theoretically at least be intending to return moments later. Oh, but he doesn't. Uh, okay, but... Uh, we, we, on he screen, the doctor's a great guy. Yeah. Okay. And number two, no, wait, he wait, tells wait. River to take them home. He has no intention. Okay, fine. Of okay, fine, 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 fine. But number two, he, the fact that he now knows who uh, River is means that he knows that they will be reunited. Like it's like, oh, thank goodness, they're not sacrificing the baby somewhere. They're not turning it into a headless baby. But okay, point one. He is, it is a time machine. He can yeah. take 30 seconds now to comfort his best friend. Do, do what he did for Lorna to Amy and Rory. Give them that comfort and say it's going to be okay and explain why it's going to be okay. No, because he needs to run into the TARDIS immediately and rob one out because he is really weird in this episode. (laughs) Like super Woody (laughs) Allen level weird. (laughs) Okay, so... (laughs) 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 How to derail a conversation, Leon. I've forgotten point two. I mean, okay, so in my notes, I've literally, for this, at this point, I've written, oh my God, let's make Doc the Godfather to make it extra weird. <laughs> Followed by Woody Allen weird. <laughs> so I'm reading Leon's notes over his shoulder. It's in his notes, it's in his notes. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you there. I apologize. I've totally forgot. What was your second point? My second point was that he now knows that they're reunited. He knows that River isn't lost forever. Yeah, yeah he can leave the family to get on with it. And it, but but it, and it, he also understands that River was the girl. No, I know, I know that he gets all that. But the, the point is that Amy doesn't, and she's heartbroken, and he just leaves her. And it isn't he kind of delegating? He's like River, catch him up. And then River is the worst, the worst. She's like, come over here and read this thing. And Amy's like, oh, I can't. It's it's in a foreign language. And River just like, yeah, fuck, of course it is. That doesn't translate, you <laughs> moron. Why would you try and read that one? Read this other one that I hadn't showed you until this point. Well, how do you feel yeah. about that, by the way? It's a much smaller one. Yeah. <laughs> that's been that, hidden. That we weren't, like, <laughs> looking at. Yeah. Okay, so, because the doctor doesn't look at the little leaf and turn it over. He looks at the cot. So, what does the cot say? No, he does look at the leaf. Are you sure? They're looking in the cot. Are they? Uh, but I don't. It's un- definitely a close-up of the writing on the cot. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, and it is exactly this. I compared it. It's Ooh. on my phone case, ladies and gents. <laughs> it's the doctor's name. Is it? Because and that's wonder- how she knows his name because she grew up <gasps> reading it. That's clever. But I wondered whether, because I thought they were looking at the writing on the cot, and I wondered whether it was clever enough that it changed. Where, like the the person that whose cot it currently is, so the pot got cot got given to Melody, and therefore the writing would change to say Melody Pond instead of. Oh, I see. The Doctor. I, but, ju- I don't know. I think it's just a really weird use of focusing on the cot. I don't. I don't know what they're trying to achieve Why in this episode, they, but yeah. it's the Gallifreyan stuff is just. I, Everyone gets confused by it. It's nonsense. And it doesn't... I don't know. I'm I, not quite sure what they intended. River's just like, Mom, you're such a stupid head. Like, read the leaf. <laughs> Bit oh, wait, no, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. She says the Gallifreyan doesn't translate. Yeah. Yeah. So she can't know his name because she read it on the cot. But it, what is on the cot is absolutely the same thing. It, it is the doctor's name. Well, you're assuming she doesn't 
but understand Gallifreyan. Yeah, I, I understand Gallifreyan. I kind of feel like River does because she oh. writes the message in Gallifreyan, doesn't she? Oh yeah, she does. Oh, yes, you're right. Ancient Gallifreyan. Does. Okay, so she then just mem- she has the visual memory of what it looked like, and then when she learns Gallifreyan when she grows up, she's like, oh yeah, I got it, got it. His name's visual Bob. memory of when she was a month old. Yeah, she's a time baby. She's a time Give her a break. Baby. I have a question about River. So when and and like the time streams and uh, things and whatnot. When did she start using the name River? Oh, yeah. Because at this point, she's a baby. She's Melody Pond. She's going to grow up as Melody Pond. And then when we meet Adult River, she's never met the Doctor before. And... Okay, I think I might have an explanation. The whole River song was the... Was it the Gamma Forest? Yeah. Yeah, the Gamma Forest people don't know how to say Melody or Pond. So they say song and River and they probably flip them around. Yeah. They maybe all of the soldiers are gamma forest people or gamma people. They're not because no. she. They were like, oh, you're a gamma girl. Like it was something different, oh, yeah. and they're, they're heaven neutral, neutral. Yeah. balls. Yeah. Okay, in that case, I don't know. Because I- <laughs> <laughs> she's raised by the soldiers, right? Yeah, I mean, she, she's, she, she I- grows up being Melody Pond, and as we when we meet her, like in the next episode, she is Melody, and then at some point. She has to then introduce herself to the Doctor as River. But why would she know to do that? To keep herself, her identity a secret from him? But does she still have the little leaf thing? Like, I don't know. I think we might have to put a pin in it and just watch more episodes. And see how it comes out, yeah. I don't know. But she is raised by the military. Yeah. Right? Or not by the military, by Madame Kavarian's group. What would they call her? Like, why would they even give her a name? They would call her Melody Pond because it is on her crib. It's yes. This. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, true. Pretty much the opening shot. Yeah. That is true. In fact, that's my first name. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's that's where I got it from. <laughs> why is she named? Like, I can kind of understand Amy would want... Weapon, like baby Bravo, yeah. Tango, Delta 3. Boom. Why, Pull it out. No, but this- Why does Amy get to monologue for so long in the opening scene with her baby? Like, this is a weapon. You don't let mum cuddle it. She says you have two minutes. And then there's a big screaming Man- match. Patch. And she's like, give me my baby back. And Lorna Bucket cries. My baby back, baby back, baby back. Ribs. <laughs> <laughs> and then... <laughs> She still carries on. The baby is in the crib and Amy's still leaning over going, your, your papa is coming for you. I don't know. I got another question. <sighs> yeah, and, and th- sorry, this in the midst of just weeks going by with them twiddling their thumbs going, when's the doctor going to fight? You've got two minutes maximum. Time is short. <laughs> yeah. Got a question? Oh. Yes, the, the man with the headphones. Hi. Uh, Leon, long-time listener, first time, whatever. Okay, so the... Uh, <laughs> Why, Someone else. <laughs> why? Why her? Why kidnap her at all? Because they're they're going to give her like they they could just raise any child and uh, brainwash them and whatever. No. They don't need someone who has regeneration properties. They do because then she can't be killed. Because if you just raise a human baby. As soon as it gets into trouble, then it just. But gets they were also going to uh, rewinding a couple of episodes or a few episodes. They were also going to put her inside a suit that would do all of the killing. Yeah, I mean they're, they're just brainwashing one kid to hate I think the they, doctor. They might be playing the long game. They've got their own effective time lord, but not time lord that they but can use is, multiple times. She is effectively, is they're a time not, lord. Not she expecting can to. Yeah, exactly. They say in the episode, they, they see you as the ultimate weapon, so they're going to go for the closest thing to you they can engineer. Yeah. Why would you go with human when you've got human plus? Exactly. 
but I, but I don't they feel don't like it really like, like fiber into optic their human instead of broadband human broadband human's got no chance <laughs> doesn't really factor into their plan though I mean, according to their plan, and if we are to believe that, okay, so he gets shot on the beach by astronaut girl, mm. that's that's plan A, surely. Then that's just, all right, that's like, well, I apparently this with is ages, all... that's like eight years later, seven, eight years later or something. So I was just going to say that this is all plan B, according to Moffat's retconning after the cracks didn't work, because okay. that was plan A, but sorry, go on. But they don't need to kidnap Amy. They could. They just need the baby. They've raised the also baby on her uh, on her own. Amy's completely superfluous. Also, very good point. They needed her while she was pregnant, and then they should have just dumped her. Yeah, but isn't that the idea? They kidnapped her when she didn't know she was pregnant. If the flesh connection thing had worked, Amy would never have known she was pregnant. They could have swapped them back at some point. Carry on. No one has any idea. Do that you they, think that's what they would have done? There? Oh. Yeah, that is some sneaky shit. That's you... the whole point, guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't consider that. You would make an excellent bad guy. That is like that is some seriously <laughs> nefarious <laughs> stuff. Well, I, I knew just you were bald for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but I, th- I think that's the point of this villain is that they are one step up from the James Bond villain who kind of does one thing and is like, ah, oh, shit, that didn't work. Right? Okay, I don't know what to do now. I suppose I better hand over to the next villain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I think they are the. Like Drew said, like they're creating a match for the Doctor. They're creating a weapon yeah. that they see equal cool. to the weapon that he is in their eyes. Okay. They have a plan using the suit, which is a bit bonkers, but they give it a go. <laughs> but I, th- I kind of thought that the, the suit was for That's her to like grow in and it was like protecting her while she was developing still. Yeah, it was providing for her nutritional. Yeah, it was like everything that this like Time Lord body needs to grow. And then when she was ready... Oh, really? Then she'd be unleashed as a weapon, yeah. Hmm. I'm sure it was something like that. Yeah, I think so too. Life, like, I think we recorded it like a life support system. Hmm. Yeah. A regular human wouldn't have been able to break out of that thing. Exactly. You had to rip, rip yourself out of it. Yeah, what they should have done is uh, get a regular human. <laughs> <laughs> Docile, compliant, exactly. <laughs> wouldn't that make more sense? Hmm. This is more for my confirmation than a real question, I suppose. But oh, this mm. is a religious episode. No, I didn't realize you were up for confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> um, given that Doc knows the baby is the astronaut because he has that flashback and works it out. Yeah, we see that. We get his inner cogs turning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he then knows the baby is River. Yep. He has previously learnt through switching doppelganger Roonies that uh, Amy Excellent. has seen him die. And he was also yeah. present for that. So he now knows that River's going to He's do the thing. put this all together to yeah. know that River kills him. Is that why yeah. he scarpers so quickly? <laughs> Does he know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He knows that he's going to die. Does he know that it's going to be the astronaut that shoots him? She didn't tell him explicit details. She said, I saw you die. Ooh. Well, oh. I feel like he's a clever guy. They were all weird after that. Yeah, yeah he's, that put, cat, uh, he's the put diner together. I, I think at this point, it's safe to say the doctor knows that River kills him. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nods all around. Good. <laughs> if a little reluctant. <laughs> yeah. Colonel, run away. Loved oh. that bit. I love that oh. bit. There are a lot of Goodness. bits I like in this, it has to be said. The doctor is such a badass in that scene. I love mm. it. It's, and it's really, really just, he's so sinisterly it's a written. Bit Princess Bride. It's like, to the pain. <laughs> It's like, I don't, I don't want people to um, just kind of leave me. I want them to know that it was you and you told them to run away. It's like inflicting that level of thing. 
Oh, Do people nice. know the Princess Bride? I, 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 yeah, people it in a while. Yeah. It's like he's he's bluffing when he can't really fight. It's like we're going to fight to the pain, and he describes a scenario where you you cut each other's ears off first, so that no, you, no, keep the ears so people can you hear people. I've completely forgotten. That. Anyway, <laughs> let's get I only this. remember my name is Diego something something, and you killed my father. Prepare to die. That's the one. Nick Montoya. Oh, well done. Can I run away? Inconceivable. I like I like. The kind of the idea behind that, but I also think like the doc kind of takes so much pleasure in making him look stupid, and it's like at that point he still hasn't he doesn't have Amy by his side. He doesn't know that she's safe. He's kind of sent Rory off to do that bit of it, um, but he's kind of reveling in his own look how great I am, um, and they're still all in peril, and it feels a bit like maybe if he'd had his eyes on the prize, they wouldn't have been able to switch out the baby quite so easily. Well, did anyone there's... see that coming? By the way. No, the baby being a. I thought that was fake so baby. clever and oh. so like so obvious when you think about it, but completely yeah got me. Paraphrase Michael Ridgeway, flesh baby. The right answer was flesh baby, and no, I did not at all for one second see that coming. So yeah, <laughs> apparently what? you can. The right answer was. I've forgotten what the question was. What, did did we did we know that it was gonna. No. Did we see it coming? And and no, just you don't think they're going to use the same device two weeks running. No! But they do it, it's so clever. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think about that. Three in a row, and, and you're in danger of breaking the universe you're barely holding together. But but this, we'll, we'll let this go. Has <laughs> the ring of truth about it. I liked um, seeing Amy's like maternal side, because normally... Normally when there's like danger, I thought Rory's the one who's like, ooh, love, be, do be careful. And she's like, I am a fearless woman and I will run into the void and, you know, be brave. And this time she was like, oh, oh, watch yourself. Just just come back to me, won't you? And and she was all like hiding in the corner looking after baby and, and it was quite sweet. Is there an element of virgin birth here? Because even though she she isn't a virgin and she was actually pregnant, we've not known her to be. So that it's miraculous. like a exactly yeah. there's that element of vroom zero to baby and naught point whatever. Like we saw her stood by Rory's side just as a normal like who is Joseph no baby ironically mom. dressed as a Roman? Yeah, and then suddenly she was giving birth. She was like having contractions and there was no in between. Yeah. I mean yeah, there exactly. is that, but you also got the pregnant not pregnant thing throughout the whole series, so you know it's coming. Oh, I yeah. suppose. Yeah. Okay. Plus they definitely boned. Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my god, I love I love the doc trying to work it out, and he's like, That's a really good um, and, yeah. and Rory, and, they, and then he was dead, and then we rebooted the universe, and then this <laughs> yeah. and then. the best summing up of Rory's life, <laughs> yeah. lives. I know. It was amazing. He was made out of plastic for a while, and then not anymore. I also like and all throughout that they boned, but and then they were in bunk beds. Conceive. They couldn't possibly have. Oh, wait, the kitchen table. <laughs> I also like the light. It goes, they don't put out a balloon or anything. <laughs> it's weird, actually, because um, Matt Smith is quite a different character in this episode. Very but, different. Not but when, when he's all alpha macho. Yeah, yeah, but he gets those few moments of his doctorism being wobbly. Yeah. And they're brilliant. Yeah. Every time he cracks them out. He's incredibly good, you're right. Yeah. And also it's, it's Rory being something different. And Arthur Dar- Darville being awesome. I think he did a really good job. I think that opening scene when um, all the explosions are going on behind him, um, that's amazing. 
It's a little bit OTT, but I'm buying it. Yeah, it's oh, very like, like. Do you mean the statement and a question? That's yeah. yeah. Oh. That's Super such badass. a good scene. You yeah. know when they talk about the hair standing up on the back of your neck, and you're like, ah, it's bullshit. You just read that in books. This is the closest I think I've ever got. Scrotal goosebumps. Yeah. Like, I was just sat there tingling, Mm. thinking, finally, Rory is complete as a character. Yes, Rory. Yes, Rory. (laughs) Yes, Rory. But I maintain that in that scene, the nurse-on-nurse action scene, there's, there's a moment, like a split second, where he almost regresses to the Rory that we have known to date I was like oh crap I'm I'm not a warrior that scene well it's because he thought every, he thought he'd cracked it they were they've saved like he's saved the baby he saved Amy like he's been the warrior hero and then they find out none of it was real and it's yeah know. it's almost like oh well I'm I'm not gonna go and save her now I'm, I'm yeah I'm, I'm a fake incapable. warrior in a yeah. like plastic Roman outfit it's not a, I'm not a real Roman yeah yeah oh. I don't know if I would take it more as like we tried the wrong way we tried gathering an army to fight an army Mm. and we still didn't win yeah why don't we go back to the doctor's way of talking but it was the doctor's way the doctor was the one gathering the army it wasn't rory well exactly but But maybe that's the thing he went along for it and the doctor realized that it was the wrong thing like Mm. vashta tells him like you're very angry (laughs) you need to calm the fuck down yeah um I think I think it's a realization for both of them. I think it's a weird because um, there's a line in it when River says um, he will rise higher than he's ever risen and then he will fall, um, and then Vast- Madame Vastra repeats it. She says, "You've never risen higher," and it's. Uh, I really hate the second time she says it. it's such an awkward like placing of it, but it's it's just made me think why like why are people saying this is his high point? Is why is gathering an army and getting the whole world like to fight for you? Why is this rising high? Yeah, and also, mm. they don't know the entirety of his history. Nobody's ever seen his cot till today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he might have been a really super brainy five-year-old. Like, that could have been his high point. Like, Amy doesn't react, I don't think. Yeah, Rory's the one that is... Because I was thinking she should have reacted. She should have been like, yes, he has risen high. Yay, Doctor, and be proud of him. And, like, he saved the day again. But she doesn't. She kind of reacts in a non-way. <sighs> But Rory does a little like, oh, shit, I've heard that before. Huh. Mm. Yeah, when watching it, I definitely got it wrong in that case. I was like, mm. oh, well, how do you know? But Rory, Amy's response is in quite a few of the... She's kind of blank where she should be more animated, I think. And then it's like, I don't know. See, I, I actually wanted to question your liking of her motherly switch in this because good because i was not sure if i was right in that <laughs> yeah i have an alternative viewpoint as well but what, what's this, yours well because this is what because I, <laughs> I don't think she's a brilliant character a lot of the time through doctor who yeah she rags on rory like shit yeah um but she is generally seen as a mostly put together person um and i hate the term strong female character but you know she is kind of that most of the time i think mm. falls apart quite often but yeah but in this episode she doesn't really add a lot she's literally narrating at the start she's stood in the background through most of it being a mother and it, mm. i don't know her role has switched because she's given birth mm. to being a mother yeah. She's not the companion in this episode. Rory is. Rory is, yeah. Because Rory's come to save her. But that's fine, isn't it? We mm. have... The roles have been reversed so many times before. 
She's been, yeah, she, as in she has been the companion and Rory's just been as though written in after the fact. Or the comic relief. Yeah, exactly. But or the exposition. But, but, but usually she's somewhere off, she's been kidnapped or disposed of or whatever, and then they save her. And as soon as they get her, she's on it and she's like, right, yes, I am like, what can I do to help? Um, and is that because in is the, the maybe companion. in the hierarchy of companions, River simply rates even higher. So but River's now, not in this episode either. But, Okay, yeah, okay, you're right. Part. It's not until the very end. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, there's, there's a bit no, of spunky mm. Amy. She has that bit where um, Amy Williams is a geography teacher and Amy Pond. M- sorry, Melody Williams is a geography teacher. Yeah. Melody Williams is a. Me- well, for <laughs> <fuck's sake. laughs> Melody, Melody Pond Williams is a superstar. Is a, no, no, superhero. Melody Williams is a geography teacher and Melody Pond is a superhero. She does. That's a great line. Um, and But she does um, She does the awful telling off of Rory thing as well. Rory's just rescued your baby and arrived in a Roman suit and you haven't seen him for a month. And immediately she's like, what have you done to him? And what? Rory is a nurse. And Rory is a nurse. Yeah. Like, have you, are, you, are you looking after her properly? Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, he is actually. But no, yeah. It, yeah. Because I think I like, I did like seeing Amy's softer side and that's why I said it as a positive yeah. but I did have this little niggle in the back of my head I was like she has just now she's a mother she can't be the rock star she can't be fearless and brave and and I, be the companion she has to take this back seat and it's not it's given her character a little bit of three dimension but at the cost of like uh, let's not forget that she has also been there for a month yeah and it's pretty traumatic as well. This isn't just... Even when they are being messed around by the Dream Lord, yeah. that is all fairly contained in a time span, whereas this, she has had a lot of time to sit and suffer. Yeah. But... but oh, hmm. Because I was thinking of the Dream Lord. No, no, sorry, not the Dream Lord. I was thinking of the... Oh, shit, I'm mixing them up. I was thinking of the Neil Gaiman epi- episode, The Doctor's Wife, mm. where time gets warped for her and Rory inside the TARDIS or possibly fake TARDIS when they're running down corridors. And she, she has a bit of a sea change. Well, I was thinking, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking like, is this when basically her character was rebooted? Like emotionally, she was rebooted. Morally, she was rebooted from that point on. Now she is, you know, I think she has been, she's mother material, emotionally growing throughout all of her episodes. She kind of gets more, I really um, disagree with that. Oh, do you In fact, think? have we not all disagreed with that on a number of occasions since she and her husband, or at the time husband-to-be, showed up in this show, that she didn't grow. She never learned from her mistakes. She would be the, I'm the companion, I don't care about anyone else, alpha shitbag who would never like at the end of the episode there would be a, like oh and the moral of the story is but guess who didn't learn anything from it oh yeah it's Amy mm. yeah, and then I'll the next episode would be the same. and Tabula Rasa exactly a problem solved I'll bribe him with a smooch and then I'll and try to and a smack and, and a then smack, I'll try yeah. to bone down with the Dockmeister again mm. did she not grow I thought I thought I remember her growing a little bit in a few episodes I'm sure we'd mentioned talked that like Rory was getting a bit stronger character and she was kind of giving him a little bit more respect. I think maybe the last couple. Af- I think maybe just the last couple. Yeah, I don't know. What flesh, Amy? Oh. I mean, I know it's, oh. I know it's real, Amy, <laughs> driving the forklift. But no is. wonder we liked yeah. her. <laughs> it's a facsimile. Yeah. I think yeah, most of the time it's just because Rory hasn't had any legs, mm. so she's left being that that way. I think when Rory steps up. She changes. Mm. That's the thing, which is a bit shit. 
Yeah. But I think that's basically how they've written it so far. Yeah. Yeah. And we talked about the Doctor changing as well. I liked that one scene where he's um, taking Colonel Mantra to task and saying, this is what you're going to be like now, because I can believe the anger there. But mm. when he's stalking over to River just with his jaw set going, you've got to tell me who you are. I thought that was very thin. I didn't really understand R- River's whole, like, why can't, why can't she be there? Why does she just appear right at the last second and to, like, kind of say, ah, oh, you got it wrong? Yeah, because like, she's not even there. That's a flesh yeah, baby. Yeah. So there's no time stream crossing there. Yeah. Okay, so I read about this in the trivia section of Toddy's Wiki as well, or IMDb or whatever, that there are two things. Number one, she was trying to avoid the Blavanovich effect, the Blimovich effect. Does this ring any bells? It's a thing where differently aged elements of the same object meet. There's like a spark between them. You yeah. know, like when you have the two Sonics, they touch the same yeah. Sonic from two different points on the timeline. But touch. that's what Drew just said, is that for the most part, it's not the real baby. It's but she might not baby. know that. So, that, so mm. number one, she was trying to avoid that. And number two, she... Uh, uh, the excuse was she reads there's a bit in the very beginning when they're in the prison mm. excellent scene by the way she breaks back in after oh like yeah night out. Uh, when she she reads out of her diary and bases her decision on what's in the diary and because in the diary it says she wasn't there she simply elects not to be there oh oh because that was my other question is that because her, she writes her diary it's all from her perspective isn't it Yes. So if it's in her diary, she, well, she a baby? must have been there. She written writing it as a baby? No. Gaga, Google. I wonder if hair is not she real. filled in the gaps? So she's, she's written her timeline, effectively, as a diary. I guess so. Like when but she, she learns to written, write, she, she can't have written... Yeah. As an adult, at some point, she writes her childhood in that diary. Yeah. Also, it's not Gaga Goo Goo. It's big milk thing was really shitty to dance. Yeah, to dance. <laughs> and his hair is not real, and I don't like his bow tie. <laughs> I did love that. That no, no, it's cool. Yeah, it's oh, I like baby. That as well. He's really good at acting. Like, I mean, it's against it, nothing yeah. against a baby, which yeah. is almost the same as acting towards like in front of a green screen mm. like it is well done matt smith mm. well uh, it's in fact it's like an anti-green screen because that baby's just there sucking talent out of the room and he still manages to pull off a fantastic performance gurgling and farting and unpredictable <laughs> exactly and he's holding it all together <laughs> like a champion <laughs> I, I dare not burst the TV bubble, but you realise the baby's probably not in that scene. Oh, <laughs> oh damn it. <laughs> well, it's a Twilight baby. Is that what you're saying? It's a Twilight baby. I don't know what that means. I mean, it's the cot like is CGI empty baby. when he's staying and oh, staring. Right. Oh, we were going to stage a war <laughs> to make our audio book more realistic. <laughs> um, I was trying to get at this earlier. Why does Amy just name their baby? Because Rory has a little look like, oh, our baby's got a name, has it? Like she just, oh, and, yeah. it, and, it, and it's now the name because it's very important. But it's but you <laughs> yeah. but she's because she's been on her own for a month. She like she's had to bond with a baby. She can't just keep calling it baby. Like she has to. But make a they have a moment together on their own when Rory's rescued the baby, and that's not the moment he learns the name. I think yeah, it's in the group. Introducing here's your baby. She's yeah. called Melanie. It's just it's really shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh. the, the way Rory's treated in reference to this baby yeah. from that very first thing, as you as you noted. Uh, yeah. Oh, you were holding the baby wrong, or whatever. Yeah. Also, um, stripper name, <laughs> <laughs> kissagram name, Melody Pond. 
And now on stage three, it's Melody. <laughs> no? She's going to follow in her mother's footsteps. She'll sing you to sleep. That's not what they want. Oh, all right, sorry. <laughs> so how is Rory single-handedly, as a centurion, Fake equipped centurion. merely with a sword... And a gun. Does he have a gun? He, how At does one he make point... his way through many levels of Cyberman shit? Oh. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Determination. Because while I thought it yeah, was the doctor... Really, the Sonic does for whole ships a no. Cyberman? Well... He has a Sonic when he... He has a Sonic when he opens the door to her cell, but... No, he's he's... On the Cyberman ship. Oh, yes. Sonic so- because stuff. she's oh, going... I missed that as well. Your, your father is the last of his kind. And then it close-ups to the Sonic. Oh. And you were all the while going, oh, it's the Doctor. And it's not, it's Rory. I, I missed that. Yeah. Second time around, I noticed that quite laboured, actually. Every time you see that person, um, the little cape flies in to shot as they leave. So it's What like- person? This shit, well, you're thinking it's the Doctor, but it's really Rory as uh, the last centurion. His, so there's a little clue there. Yeah, his. Yeah. I love his, that cape, by the way. Yeah. Oh, I, w- I wish. Surely we it's just not called them. a cape. There must be a name for it. But oh, I'm I don't. It a cape. Yeah, cloak. Cloak. That's cloak. the one. Yeah, we'll go with Roman cloak. centurion. Yeah. Oh, but it, it is actually outfit. quite obvious when you know it's him. Um, what else do we have then? Is is this really a Doctor Who episode? if it's not this what have we been doing one of my notes is that we got to about 15 minutes in and he hadn't rocked up yet and it suddenly hit me like we haven't seen him once (laughs) wait it takes that long for him to make an appearance yes oh Mm -hmm. wow is that what you were getting at or what were you getting well just the the tone of it. I mean, obviously, we've commented on how the Doctor has changed and is blowing the shit out of stuff. We uh, talked but, about the terrible Star Wars-esque ship landing for yeah. no reason. But, I mean, he's not generally one for just killing Cybermen without much provocation. And, I don't know, there's a lot of extra cast in this episode. And he's he's confiding in Vastra a lot when we don't know the thing about her. I don't know. It just... It feels a lot different to pretty much every other episode in this series, at the very least. But mm. but Doctor Who in general, I kind of felt. I don't know. I think I know Discuss. what you mean, because I sort of... While the Doctor wasn't in the first 15 minutes, it didn't necessarily not feel like a Doctor Who episode. And it was really front-loaded, and I was really enjoying it. But then it didn't stick the landing. And so when he did show up, it didn't quite act like himself. Mm. It felt weirdly weightless in a way. What is his first bit in this episode, then? So when he pulls off the monk, yeah, as the monk, uh, of course. But then he, and then, uh, and then the lights go out. But Jenny turns the lights out, and oh, he that's disappears. So cool, though, that's really when he cool. Pulls the hood over, and the yeah. lights go. That's amazingly timed. Good work, and then, lighting um, team. <laughs> and then he disappears, and then he's somehow projecting his voice everywhere, and he's all like ethereal and just, yeah. I don't know. It's, I think it's quite cool. It is cool. Yeah. Like I enjoyed this episode. Yeah. I think the only thing that kind of did start scratching its way into my brain towards the end of I think watching it the first night round was like was this really Doctor Who? I don't know mm. oh yeah Todd's well it's yeah. Moffat's vision for Doctor Who isn't it? Fine. he's tinkering with the formula this I, is where it was just going. a little scratch <laughs> and Doctor Who takes on lots of different yeah. forms yeah. Like, okay. there, there are some more whimsical like tell-friendly episodes and there are some really dark episodes and more dramatic of, ones yeah. and more exciting ones yeah, yeah no, no, that's, I think that's completely fine yeah, yeah. good I'm happy with that. I think it probably also like it speaks volumes uh, about the strength of the characters and the love of the fans for those characters and for the the franchise that you can make these divergence mm. in tone and still end up with you know a solid product. True. Yeah, it's like political parties. They can 
do the worst possible things imaginable, but you'll still vote for them. Yeah, because you only have two to choose from. <laughs> yeah. It's this or Stargate. I don't know. Hey, I watch both. There was one thing, which is when the Doctor... One laughable thing, when he says, Me? They want to use me as a weapon, and he's just destroyed an entire cyber legion. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I quite like that running through this episode, actually. It's quite... Because in... in the point that, you know, I'm not quite sure if this is Doctor Who, it actually itself is questioning what Doctor Who has turned into. Mm. It's saying the Doctor is now this person that can take down an entire army. Agreed. A hundred percent agree with you, but we've had this before and it's it's not even criticism, but I do feel a little bit like I want to tell the characters, in particular the Doctor, like, how have you forgotten about this? <laughs> Angry. This is new. What, one doctor ago, we had the. He was called the Oncoming Storm. He was like <laughs> the, the destroyer of worlds. Yeah. And now he's forgotten about that entirely. He's like, wait, what? People think I'm a bad guy. <laughs> this is news to me. It's not. In, every incarnation, though, is a little bit kind of self centered and doesn't really think of the others in the same oh, way. Maybe, yeah. So it's new for him. That's Matt true. Smith's doctor. That's true. Yeah, he's a lovable puppy. Everyone yeah. just does what he tells him to. Yeah. Also, this is in the 52nd century. He must assume that his future incarnations will have been all over the place. Mm. Right? I feel like that's something I always have to put a backseat in my brain in Doctor Who, is that he's obviously all over the place in time. But he's not allowed all, to go In like, all his incarnations. and So he can't go and like... her. Um, you yeah, think I'm a bad sorry. guy, I must eventually do something really bad. <laughs> yeah. You have to kind of forget that there are other incarnations before and after. Has he forgotten about the War Doctor? And when does that happen? That's the 50th. That's when it all comes flooding back. Or when it's all revealed to us. To us, yeah. But to him? Does he not remember having well, been the War Eccleston Doctor? Well, is a, a PTSD he's a mess. war veteran. Yeah, he's so, a total mess. Yeah. I feel like Matt Smith doesn't dwell on that. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, fair. <laughs> Very fair. Yeah. It's all sunshine and lollipops. <laughs> um, Silurians. Mm-hmm. Is it established that they eat people? Because it's referenced twice in this episode. Uh, they also seem to use it as a weird form of solving crimes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> However, did you solve who the murderer was? Oh, I was hungry. <laughs> You're answering a different question, Madam yeah. Bastra. <laughs> Jack the Ripper will bother you no more. Yeah. Well, where is he? Yeah, due process. Wait a few hours. <laughs> yeah. Even Actually, the worst of us deserve a day in court. <laughs> he, he might bother you tomorrow. Get the plunger. Oh. <laughs> Very strict. That, 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 yeah. Very good. Dream. And the other thing with Madam Bastra is the incredibly horrible... I'm pretty sure they are reaching for a lesbian joke here that falls very flat when Jenny says, I don't know why you put up with me, and then she tongue flicks out, and they share a very long look between each other as like, oh, a long tongue. Oh. That's, that's why she puts up with her. Um, the tongue that, that is poisonous and kills people. And I'm oh, sure yeah. she, she can control her She can her, turn her those glands. poison glands off. Either way, uh, in it's fact, a shitty in, lesbian joke. Uh, in the defense of multi-Terran uh, cunnilingus, uh, in the scene, what's it called? The Hungry Earth? We also find out that like, after using their poison once or twice, they run out of it and they're without poison for like a... 
a good long time. Yeah. You just need to like keep a so donkey was, or something at hand that you can poison to death. That was her little clue. And then you're good to go. That was her little clue. That's like, I've used my poison gland now. <laughs> We're all good. Wait hey. for later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's got a different level going on. It's a bit better. <laughs> but yes, you're right. That was 100% the import of that scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah it's like, I, am I can't believe you there. missed it, Leo. I can't believe I missed that either. Who even are you? I mean, we're worrying about <laughs> Doctor Who's identity. Good men have too many rules. The, doc- oh, yeah. Wait. the Doctor is not a good man, so he doesn't... Today is not the day to find out why I have so many. I like that. Well, I did too. I was literally about to say that when you moved on to Madame Vastra, but um, because what, if we skip back a conversation, we were just talking about the Doctor being all surprised that he was a weapon and people think I'm the bad guy and then <laughs> yeah. and then this True. completely negates that it's like I know I'm not a good man yeah. like I'm a well, very controlled man I think he's already he's quite accepting that he's not good in the truest sense mm. but it's, it's something else to be seen as the ultimate weapon in the universe I think that was the kind of revelation no, no, no I understand that but like the whole like surprise that like oh well, people don't yeah. think I'm a cuddly little puppy yeah. I don't know. I think it. Well, there's a lot to take in. But like, I, I, I liked that. Yeah. Well, there's a lot to take in because Ryan. Moffat tries to have his cake and eat it too, and then sit on another cake while licking a third cake. It, that, it, he's all about cake. It's like <laughs> did he get rid of that cake. poison first? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he wants how deep every did he cake, lick that cake? All the cake forever. It's like no. If you overstuff it with mythology, it's going to contradict itself. Yeah. Isn't that your point, Moffat? <laughs> I mean, come on. I have one minor note. Vastra, who seems quite a capable fighter. I liked the lesbian joke, by the way. Did oh, I brought the joke. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> the, the only oh, woman. Wait, wait, the only wait. woman in the room. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> who was criticizing the lesbian joke? Jim said it was a really terrible joke. I thought, you know what? It's nice to have a lesbian couple that can have like in jokes and sexual innuendo. Yeah. Oh, there's nothing wrong about like, that. Yeah. All right. I thought it was a very laboured thing, and I don't know. It was just. It wasn't laboured enough because Leon didn't get it. Well, yeah. Not. It was quite subtle. Okay. By, by just if Leon didn't get it. It must have been better. It, w- it was refined. To <laughs> I don't know. I think I thought it was fun to. And so we had two gay couples in this episode. True. Yeah. 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 I thought they came across better than, yeah, Laurel and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy were yeah. very underused, yeah. if just shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cutting room floor cu- couple. My point about Vastra, though, was um, she is, by all accounts, a capable fighter. Mm. And in the end standoff where they're protecting the baby, she claims that they have clear lines of sight of all angles, so it's the best place for them to be. And they are st- Stood out in the open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they are the can, most exposed they, they can could see possibly be. Everything from them. <laughs> and these monks have been. It's, well, it's established that they can shoot some electricity bolt out of their hands. Mm. Which they when then, they're not waving they, the electricity sword. Exactly yeah. what I was going to say. The little lightsabers. They yeah. then forget how to use their electricity bolts out of their hands and mm. resort to the swords. But like they could have just zapped the fuck out of them from behind all the actual convenient cover points yeah. i don't know it just as a finale scene that was meant to be you know it was just yeah. a bit one of those cover points being the tardis which yeah. is right yeah. in the middle of the room yeah yeah just possibly behind that <laughs> yeah just five or six feet to vastra's left maybe <laughs> yeah also we've had the um 
Oh, which episode is... Oh, it's Bad Wolf, isn't it? The, uh... No, the Parting of the Ways with Eccleston and Rose, where they can stand right next to the TARDIS and the TARDIS's force field will shield them from Dalek lasers in that scene. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So why not have the same thing here? There's already a force field, but Vastra's never seen one before. She's like, there's this strange field of force around the TARDIS. I must walk forward interminably. <laughs> and touch it. And touch Whoa! Oh, it's a force field. It's very wobbly. <laughs> I think I may be the first person to think of that. Jenny, you touch it. <laughs> oh, and there's one other thing in the recurring trope of Moffat recycling his ideas. Uh-huh. The Frost Fair. The what? The last Frost Fair on the Thames. That's where Capaldi oh. takes Bill. Oh. Why, why is that recycling an idea? I think that's a lovely nod. He's, he establishes more things in the universe and then goes back. Yeah, but the universe is infinite. I mean, yeah. if he's going to refer to something, can can he not... Doc's already been to the Frost Fair. Why would he yeah. need to see it again? Exactly. Yeah, but Bill hasn't seen it. Yeah. That's why Capaldi's there with Bill. Come on, Leon, we can win this. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has Clara been to the Frost Fair? <laughs> it takes everyone on the third date. Oh, to yeah, the yeah. Frost Rose. Fair. <laughs> so go to the Frost Fair. <laughs> take is- me out to the snow. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's. I, I mean, we, we are going to get to Space Rio eventually. I know that. Yeah, but, surely. But it, it just. But comes- not with Amy. No, not with Amy. Oh, <laughs> poor Amy, oh. the tragedy. <laughs> Yeah, it just seems odd to trail it in that way and then think, you know what? A frost fair is a thing I've thought about once. I'll I'll recycle that and maybe no one will... It just yeah, feels there, like he thinks no one will notice. But there are only so many Kodak moments, historical Kodak moments in the public consciousness. So that it... No, no, seriously. There is so much history in every single country all around the world. You can yes. do your research and bring it to people's notice. Yeah, yeah but that's... I I think what the production company wants is to do it the slightly lazier way, which is let's just let's not introduce something completely new from scratch. Let's introduce let's let's bring up something that people already have an inkling of. That makes it much easier. But wouldn't it be cool to bring up something completely new from a from they a different th- culture? They and, do that occasionally, and then but go, oh wow, that's a real thing. Like we can actually go and see this historical site that no one's ever. Yeah, and they do that occasionally, but only occasionally because otherwise, this it would require much more complex writing. A, mm. a chunk of the writing has to be devoted to exposition and. It, people won't necessarily be able to relate to it as much, especially not the children, I suspect. So so maybe that's the thing. Maybe it's just easier. <sighs> you know, children. it's cheaper as well. Yeah. I feel like he could have taken River skating in, in an ice age or something. Yeah, he could have. Oh, done. skating in the ice age would be amazing. Snowboarding in the ice age. Tons of like, yeah, you could have like all these images of giant, oh, yes. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm with you. But but also I, I don't think it's a problem that he's recycling dates. It's but this isn't the only. T- this is a recurring segment now. It's repeating itself based on his own repetition. He's groundhog daying all of his dates. <laughs> he's working out the perfect pattern to have the perfect relationship with the perfect companion. Right. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. No, I I, I buy that. It. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he's like this works so well with River. Bill, it can only go splendidly. Oh. Although, if they are there on at the same time at the same fair, should, should they not? Should River not be Alex Kingston not be in the background doing a triple salco? No, because this was the very last fair, the very last one, and the one with Bundle isn't necessarily the last one. It's just one it's that just ha- a frost fair. It's a frost fair that happens to be concluded with a gigantic uh, sub submarine beast. <laughs> you would think that might be enough to. St- Stop the frost first, though. Oh, let's call it a day, chaps. We've had a giant squid. <laughs> <laughs> We're never going to top this. 
It must be the only giant squid. Surely that's out of the way was now. Was it a squid? I can't remember. It, it, was, it was. I don't know what it was. It was a giant, was a giant something. something. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it was a squid because you get some, maybe it's tentacles that come up through holes in the ice. No? Maybe? Whatever. I feel like it was some kind of weird beamy thing. Oh, maybe it's just like an alien thing. I can't remember. We'll find we'll out get to in it. Uh, about yeah, we'll get to it when we get to it. Yeah. Okay, can I ask a question that uh, would have been my introductory question? Ooh. Had no one else wanted late. to take this anywhere. Yeah, but it's still in my notes. <laughs> <laughs> so the monks. Is it, how do the monks chant without heads? Oh, stop reading from my notes. <laughs> <laughs> Very I good question, that, Marie. I spotted that earlier. I was thinking if he doesn't say it, I'm going to nick that one. <laughs> well, I feel like you could have an entire podcast dedicated to what are the monks. What are the monks? They, um, How do they walk around? How they do don't they... register of life the... as life forms. Yeah, oh, but, because but life is in the head, don't you know? <laughs> Their knots look like the t- you've tied a balloon up. They're yeah. really disgusting. Yeah, it's really gross. Yeah. It's like, I, I feel like their heads are twisted and off. The, um, yeah. and like, until it just snaps. No, because the sound effect when they um, chopped Dorian's head off, there was a chop and then there was like... Like somebody tying a knot. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah. I heard the chop. Oh, I miss them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's really gross. Maybe it's like the really, really sexy monk just takes Dorian's head in his mouth and then with his tongue ties... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up on Tardis Wick here. Okay. It's the 1814 Frostfair on both occasions. Oh. No yes, no oh, it's over multiple days. They went on a Saturday the first time and a Sunday the second. Oh, you can't miss the Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I have a question. The, the monks, yeah. Sorry, go. Why, why is there a war against the Doctor? Because oh. everyone loves to hate. Hate is going to hate, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> Even in the 52nd century. <laughs> well, I can't remember what the hell happens with this. But you can kind of imagine if there's some... He's effectively a vigilante going around the universe doing shit. Yeah, he's immortal Batman. He's making, yeah, he's making decisions that a lot of people may not agree with. But I understood it when it was... Um, so we're at Stonehenge and all of his enemies are there and they're like, you've um, bested us in the past and we want revenge on you. But he seems to have never met Madame Patchai, Eyepatch, and... Pad Thai? Is that what you just called? <laughs> <laughs> lady! What's she called? Kavarian. Kavar- uh, Kavarian. Um, she just got it in for him for some unknown reason. Well, it comes back to religion, doesn't it? He is the man who talks, the man who reasons, the man who and reasons, the man who lies. And, and they don't like These that. guys are not fools, and they're fed up of someone actually using their brain and rationalism. But I don't think whatever. that she she's not one of them. She doesn't come across as like, I'm a religious army person. She's just using them to her own end. Well, maybe yeah. there'll be more depth to it later, yeah. Mm, maybe. I hope so. So at the minute, I don't really understand her. Where she's coming from. But Did Colonel Mantra definitely is just, you know. Colonel Mantra? Yeah. Wait, what? Colonel Runaway. Colonel Runaway. Oh, Runaway. Give him yeah, his he real gets name. Them, he gets them repeating the mantra over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Does anyone remember the role of the eye patch? Because I have seen... The role of the patch. <laughs> I, I've seen a poster where I, I want to say the doctor's wearing the same eye patch <gasps> and Amy's wearing the same I eye recall patch. It, but that might be fun. Yeah, I, I recall it recurring. Um, but I don't think it really matters at this point. No? I can't hugely remember. We'll get to that. We'll get to yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so that is a thing then. Well, mm. mainly because I can't remember. But oh, okay. <laughs> the, well, I don't remember either. We, we previously talked that the silence is wrapped up in this and it hasn't had an appearance in this episode. 
It's true. That's the point I was going to make. Doctor Who has made a big push into America this year, apparently. How confused is everyone right now? Yeah. Oh, like, they set up a huge baddie at the beginning of the series. They seem to have been completely forgotten. Yeah, absolutely. And now we're dealing with something else, and there are two or three ongoing threads, and people are learning different things in the same scene. And who is keeping up with this? <laughs> who hasn't been with at least Smith since the beginning? Yeah. Must be impenetrable. Is it intentional that they, they're getting a Star Wars, I am your father? reference in here because she doesn't river doesn't say i am your daughter she says i'm your daughter but i could not help thinking of ah. anyone else go there yeah i reckon star wars lawyers <laughs> watched that scene back a couple of times it was like oh they just snuck so it by <laughs> that's like almost almost bookending this because in the very very beginning one of your very first points i think one of your very first points was to say that the they blew their cgi budget on that space yeah. landing and one of my very first notes about that particular thing is that demons run on the inside looks very star warsy Super Star Wars On the outside is a giant green bogey, oh. but on the inside. <laughs> on the outside, it's just like, oh, it's your run of the mill base on an asteroid thing, right? But like on the inside, you've got that window, you see the spaceships flying around, and like, it's like an aircraft carrier, but more yeah. space. The opening shot is quite, and every Star Wars film starts on zooming over a, a ship or yeah. a ship zooming past the camera. Yeah. And it is, I feel like they're alluding to Star Wars. Oh, so, so often. But I don't know. Think of it. Must be I don't think he did a particularly good job, though. <laughs> but I, I think that's why the budget got blown on that CGI. I quite like that scene, actually. I don't. I didn't mind it. What the ship? Was yeah, that? yeah. I, I like the fact that they. Okay, fine. So they probably maybe should have, have maybe allocated f- their budget better. But yeah. I like that they blew their load on something that is then like almost entirely discarded. It's just there <laughs> as a set extension. <laughs> yeah. It for some reason it, it kind of reminded me of um, as a shot in Blade Runner where it, it pans down to the office where uh, Deckard's boss kind of brings him in. Yeah. And it's it's one of these shots that starts in a one room and then ends up in another room because they kind of cut away the scene. And it was kind of that disconnect because there's this guy in a, a tool shed or something that, <laughs> that then obscures the entirety of the ship. Uh, I don't know. It just had that kind of... And then there were, there were a couple of shots they did like that. Actually, cin- cinematography was, was played with a little bit in this yeah. episode. Um, the... Focusing on, I think it's like a dumb waiter hatch going after. Oh yes, oh, yes. after a fat guy's got his head chopped off. Yes, <laughs> um, I quite like that. And I think then immediately afterwards, there's some steam, and it switches to whichever scene it is where the doctor's recruiting someone, and it's kind of like a steamy, steamy location. They try to get some blending of of cuts of scenes in there. Yeah, I agree. There was a lot of good shooting in the first half of this episode, where it was really quick before. You had one or two minutes of scene at a time. That's where it maybe started to drag for me. Even when the Battle of Zarathustra, like they put a lot of thought into how they were shooting there. (laughs) Yeah. Well-named battle. And the guy's running into the tent and the camera's rocking, but it's following him really well. I I think that's good work. And it's like a minute scene of that, probably. Yeah. Good. Good good work, B-team. I'm (laughs) assuming that was like location shooting, B-team. Yeah. Well, maybe they're the eighteen for series eleven. Hey, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> ratings. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> and now it is time to rate this. Did we laugh or hate this? Bing bong, bing bong, hey, la 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 la. Ratings. I didn't know how to feel after finishing that lot. <laughs> it was so bombastic; it had my mind reeling. 
Although we get to meet the Scooby Gang again subsequently, having them introduced here as the Doctor's vaunted army was a bit hollow. You want to move forward with the series, yes, but it's a bit like when you bring in the umpteenth set of D-grade ex-nearly men to pad out your seventh film in the franchise's running time, and you think of some of the big hitters they could be using instead. I mean, there's no question Rory finally hitting his stride as a time-straddling badass was one of the stronger parts, whereas the other characters were like, eh, not so much. Amy got to scream, Doc got to glower, River delivered her bloviated lines with all the passion of a recorded announcement of a Sunday train delay. Oh, oh wow. You didn't it's, like River. Is this when she says, my love? I, I hate the way she says, my love. It's in that, that whole yeah. scene, yes. Wait, 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 wait. She says, my love. Wait, what? Context- wait, wait, She's what? really bitchy to the doctor, but then she calls him my love, so it's okay. She's like, you caused all this, my love. Yeah. No. You look like a right twat in the eyes of the universe, my love. <laughs> and on and on it goes. And it's, yeah, it's flaccid. I don't like it at all. Mm. I mean, I like that the doctor is getting a lecture, but I did not like the delivery of it. It's the same delivery as in the cleric episode, isn't it? It's the uh, spoilers. <laughs> uh, sort of, yeah. Laughing at everything as though everything is a punchline, except it isn't. Yeah, well, like, every word is sacrosanct, which I, I guess is Moffat just going, the script, the script is brilliant. Act like the script's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it was so front-loaded. My ADHD only stretches back 10 minutes at the most, so I only have a vague memory of the beginning being great. We did have a reveal with the promise of more to come, so good breadcrumbing, Moff. But it's not a classic, so 3.4? Okay. All right. Right, we've got a benchmark at least. <laughs> yep. God, I don't know. Like, literally started trying to write notes the first time we watched this and just gave up because I was enjoying it. And that's got to count for something, surely. That's surely what you want. Yeah. But then the second time around, I wrote a lot more things. They were mostly positive on the whole. But I think the things that I wanted to focus on and we talked about in the podcast were slightly nitpicky. They were, I don't know, questions on whether the characters were really being who they were most of the other time and whether it was really Doctor Who at its best or Doctor Who at all. I don't know. It's a bit of a weird episode, I have to say. Drew's... I had 4.0 flying around my head for a long time. I'm going to let Drew beat me down a bit to 3.8. Thanks very much. Well, I... (laughs) (laughs) Weirdly, had 3.8 floating around my head for the most part. Um... (laughs) But I think, I think, so, again, yeah, the f- the first time I watched it, just really enjoyed it. The second, we watched it again just before we came over to you, and I sort of fell asleep for the middle 20 minutes. Oh. But, um, <laughs> but I, then, then I started, I, then I picked up my pen and I started writing my notes, and actually it was very nitpicky, and it was all the things that kind of bugged me about it. But then, on the other hand, there were some really sweet moments the kind of reunion scene with Amy and the Doctor and Rory and the baby and everyone's happy and it's perfect and they think they've won it was so touching and then when it goes all tragically wrong it's so heartbreaking and to go from that that high to that low as River said um, oh yeah. is that oh, I don't know could be could nice be. I like it and there were some really funny moments I liked when um, Amy ran in said, I've told him to turn that noise off but it's all what do, I don't want to rip a hole in the space time continuum <laughs> like little you know there were some really cute little funny moments as well and yeah overall it was an enjoyable episode there were definitely some characters that could have been cut but then I don't know it's puzzling isn't it it 
is a really hard one <laughs> to score. So do I let Drew beat me down? I'm not trying to beat everyone down. <laughs> there were lots of just... positives and funny lines in this episode. Yeah. You can just stay where the cool kids are. I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm just I'm gonna stick to my three point eight because I think it was I think it was a really solid episode with some minor flaws that we could have could have bumped it up to a four, but it wasn't quite there. Right, well I'm outnumbered. Leon, what you got? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see you. <laughs> Let's start with the rating, first of all. After you, I, I did write this after you wrote, or after you said, Stop it, Drew, that's super distracting. <laughs> I did write this down after you said 3.4, to be fair. But before we started this whole review, I probably had in my head, or at least after I had watched, rewatched the episode today, I kind of had a four plus something, like a four point, maybe even in the mid fours. I was really like oh, super excited by this episode. Now, after you said 3.4, and after we spent a considerable amount of time talking about this, before you said 3.8, and before you said 3.8, I wrote down 3.8. Oh, wow! <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> on your own. On your own. <laughs> you are outnumbered, literally. The, the, yes, this episode is, as you pointed out, Jim, it is maybe not, like, is it a Doctor Who episode? It's not like most Doctor Who episodes, but I feel like that's because it's the culmination of... You know, the, the sh- not necessarily a storyline that's really, really effective, but a show that has grown in our minds. And now all of a sudden, it's very easy to just go, no, we're going to have one, like a one-off, super-duper, mega-dramatic, incredibly epic episode, which is therefore set apart from the rest of the, the tone of the show. And it works. And I bought into it like an asshole, and i loved it uh, so it, yes i i love the super alpha incredibly badass rory even though it that's not what rory is like at all and i would never buy him like that otherwise i like the doctor's very sinister monologue to colonel what's his face run away run away thank you <laughs> Even though that's not how I feel the Doctor speaks, but it really works in this one context. Plus a few other things, bullet-pointing notes I never brought up. We get that Stevie Wonder joke. Boo. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, But we get the Anglican gays, thin, fat couple practicing spotting their psychic paper. Yay! Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Fractals. That's a super cool scene, right? You have to look for the fractals. We actually get get to see that in action. We get to see the the lone slash lost centurion, which... Spoilers is Spoilers. <laughs> it is particularly on my my mind on our mind uh, at the moment. Uh, you'll find out about that soon enough, ladies and gents. Just overall, this is no it, fuck it. Yeah, I love this. It's great. Yeah, fuck it. I loved it too. And I did like when it ended. Up I was, your score, Marie. I was Up like, it. No! <laughs> like, I'm so ready for the next episode and imagine if you're watching this in real time and you've got to wait another like to what two or three months for the next one yeah like the tension there's amazing absolutely imagine if you watch this in real time fuck you if you watch this in slow-mo <laughs> <laughs> if you watch it in fast forward you're a dick <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what second viewing i still laughed where i was meant to laugh and yeah. i still yeah. i still teared up a little bit where i was meant to tear up a little bit mm. so mm. It's a solid episode. Yeah, it's a solid. Yeah. That's a three point eight. It's a three 3.8 is a really good score. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's way better it's than three point four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding, Drew. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I will concede that 
we used to go on about RTD's jam and string endlessly. Yeah. And somehow that phrase fell out of our vocabulary when we started reviewing Moffat's episode. But there is no less jam and string work. The ambition of this guy, the intricacy that he is trying to set yeah. up and interweave throughout singular episodes and series and across multiple series, it is an incredible undertaking. Absolutely. And, and to a degree, succeeds in doing, right? It's not yeah. just, like, you know, effort in vain. He actually pulled it off. Yeah. I, well, I think the character of River alone yeah. is kind of... Yeah. Just testament to what he can do. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. River's magnificent. When you were slating River's speech, I was like sat on my hands to be like, <laughs> I guess, I guess it wasn't that great, but sad it. She's amazing. <laughs> okay, what I need now is three listener minis all scoring at 3.4. <laughs> oh, all right, listener minis. Let's see what we can do. Listener minis. Now let's hear from podcast land. Thanks to. 50, or it would get out of hand. So who's the first one from? This one comes from Michael Ridgway. Ridgway. Hello, Michael. <laughs> Michael begins with the good stuff. Oh, yeah. Vastra, Jenny, Strax, and his magnificent quantities of lactic fluid. <laughs> he goes on. Parker from Thunderbirds. Hey, what happened to Thunderbirds are going to be reviewed. Oh, my goodness, Michael. <laughs> We didn't even pay him to ask that. <laughs> Excellent memory, Michael. I actually listened to uh, one and a half of the three recorded Thunderbirds are going to be reviewed episodes just like a couple of weeks ago while we were on holiday. They totally hold up. And I'm really sorry, Podcast Land, that you haven't heard them yet. But, you know, you should bug Rory about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, Rory some, being the trickster. <laughs> at some point, we'll probably make the three reviews that we edited just available to people on the website. I, I, I don't know. We'll figure it out. But... But yes, Parker from Thunderbirds. Fastra calls her driver Parker, and I can't remember her name now, but the actress who plays Vastra played Lady Penelope. Lady Penelope. Yeah, yeah. In, in the movie? In the, the Jonathan Frakes one. Possibly in the Jonathan Frakes one, or in the new CGI TV show version of Thunderbirds, I don't know. In oh. a newer iteration of it anyway, not the original, obviously. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Nice nod. Mm. Mm. Michael continues. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, tangent. Apologies. Sidetrack there. Uh, with the uh, other things he liked. Headless Sith monks. Ooh. Mm. And Gloopy Baby. <laughs> this season is seriously dark. <laughs> Gloopy Baby turns to jelly under the tree. <laughs> Where the hell were you today? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Smith. <laughs> he continues, a damn fine twist. And finishes up with next episode title. Holy smokes, yes. Mm. Oh my goodness, yes. Talk about your Kodak moment. So those were the good bits. And here are some prime cuts of... Beef. <laughs> the Cyberman Smackdown. It seems like this that have made the Cyberman look like total fuckwits. <laughs> Simon and the Seventh Doctor would have ripped out Rory's spleen and said, Excellent! Whilst clenching the spleen in their fists. Michael hasn't a second beef. Why are the Silurians suddenly the Doctor's allies? And how do they get dispatched so easily by the monks? Another potentially good baddie made into total idiots. And Michael's third beef is the unnecessary encore of Curse of the Black Spot. Arg. <laughs> in summary good battles emotional hits swerving twists and good characters what more can you ask for answer 
a seventh Doctor cameo. <laughs> Bravo, Michael. <laughs> and Michael gives this 4.2 out of 5 dollops of clone baby melody gloop. <laughs> Excellent mini, Michael. Excellent mini. Thank Love you, you very much. Love you, Michael. <laughs> Cheers, Michael. Next up, we have... Star Wars Hill, Star Wars Hill, Star Wars Hill. Star Wars Hill, Star Wars Hill, Star Wars Hill. Star Wars, Star Wars, Hill. Abandoned ship, abandoned ship. Hello, Star Wars Hill. Star Wars Hill begins. I love this episode. It's full of my favorite characters River, Madame Vastra, Jenny, Lorna. <laughs> <laughs> Weird favourite there. Lana okay. Bucket. <laughs> Bouquet, please. <laughs> it has lines I really like too. Anger is always the shortest distance to a mistake. Ooh, how very Jedi of Vastra. Mm-hmm. They don't put up a balloon or anything. And Rory's... Would you like me to repeat the question? <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars still continues. It takes a page from Star Wars right at the beginning, with explosions making noise in space, and carries right into fake lightsabers that look rather like Kylo Ren's. Yeah, very true. Mm. When Amy describes Rory as the last of his kind, is she talking about being a centurion? A plastic man? A plastic man who's perhaps no longer plastic, except when the plot needs it? (laughs) Or did something happen to Amy and Rory's boring little village that left the ponds the only survivors? Oh, I'm going with that one. (laughs) 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 The last of his boring village kind. (laughs) Uh, The second question seems a little mundane after that. What keeps the headless monk's hoods puffed out? I did kind of wonder that, but it's a nice effect. Oh. <laughs> That's a really good question, though. Dude, they starch them to make them stand up and not just flatten. Are there tiny fans in the neckties to poof the hood up with air for the sole purpose of looking foreboding? What happens if one runs out of battery and everyone realises that's what's not under there and accidentally stumbles into heresy because <laughs> of a fan battery? Star Wars still continues. The best part of this episode was the attack prayer that monks without mouths were singing. <laughs> Excellent point, Star I don't think we still. dwelled enough on the fact that there is a line saying, it's the attack prayer. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Also. I love the attack prayer. <laughs> oh, God, I hated it. <laughs> you loved you it. You laughed out loud at it twice. <laughs> yeah, because it was terrible. <laughs> Uh, Star Wars still concludes, I love River's reveal and the Doctor's reaction. My rating, an episode I'm always happy to rewatch. I just enjoy the hell out of it every time. Yeah, why sully it with a number? Ah, Indeed, we struggled. <laughs> Stop trying to quantify happiness. <laughs> you can follow Star Wars Seal on Twitter. Star Wars Seal is at Star Wars Seal. Thanks, Star Wars Seal. Thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> Our final review of the day comes from... Jim the fish. Hello, Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. This is where I stopped watching originally. Oh. Did you just give up after this episode, Jim? Is this the end of Jim the fish? Oh, my God. <laughs> Jim the fish, please continue with us. A good man goes to war. Cool concepts, but all the interesting characters were really underdeveloped. Eyepatch Lady was a poorly executed villain, and the ending twist was both predictable and, dare I say it, irrelevant. Ooh. None of us predicted it, Jim. Snap. No, hang on. Does he mean the ending twist being River being their... 
Oh baby. yeah, because we oh, did uh, that. By the way, a hundred percent predict. Why did they include? I'm sorry, Jim the Fish, interrupting your mini. Why did they include the line of rivers? Oh no, because today he finds out who I am in an episode that is about a baby mm. whom we don't know. Like, oh, bloody hell! Because Obviously because he baby. he finds out. That she's his wife, and that's what all the silly smoochy smoochy is. No, no, they no. They find no, out no. two different things. Yeah, I think so. He already Otherwise, knows that she's no, his he wife. He knows, he knows this, dude. that she's yeah. his wife. She told him his name, and that's how he knew. Exactly. He was like, oh, the only person who would know my name is my wife, in brackets. Or, or someone the baby. The with me. I'm a <laughs> fucking super weird godfather, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Should we get, get back yeah, to Jim, it, Jim the Fish's yeah, review? Yeah, sorry, Jim. It does continue saying. <laughs> There was a war against the doc- Wait for the laughter. Sorry, die, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, Jim and Jim. <laughs> Continue, Jims. Jim Squared continues. There was a war against the Doctor that the Doctor didn't know about. He just wanted to rescue Amy. And the Doctor goes in all guns blazing, fighting a war that he could not have known for sure was going to happen. Why didn't he just do what he normally does? It's taken the fun out of Doctor Who. The Doctor has become hugely demystified now, and the stories just aren't nearly as suspenseful as they could be. Jim continues, I mean, let's be honest, if the Doctor is always going to be the galaxy-renowned figure that all monsters know to fear, then what's the point in watching an omnipotent god hit the I win button every other week? Jim the Fish continues, what confuses me is that River acts like that's what he does all the time, especially as the later library version. River acts pleased as the idea of her version of the Doctor that makes armies run, while here it was like she was telling him off. I don't remember that. Is that how she... Because we talked about the on, oncoming storm. Does she refer to him as that? I don't think she ever does, no. no. Okay. It's as though, like, after post-Tenant, we've just forgotten about the fact that the rest of the universe fears and hates him. Yeah. <laughs> Not the rest of the universe, but a huge chunk of the future universe, you know. The bad chunk. Yeah, Yeah. we don't want to know about their opinions. They're they're stupid. Every now we need them as foes, though. Like here. Jim finishes up by saying, River has a great gimmick on her own. She's this archaeologist who's meeting the Doctor in different timelines. She's the grown-up daughter of the Doctor's current companions. It's all timey-wimey, and it's great fun. But then she also has to be some sort of trained killing machine, Raised to kill him, working under the main bad guy's boss, all mysterious with this past of killing people, which is why she's in prison, and his wife. It is too much. My fellow namesake ends with a score. And what does he give it, Jim? 1.6 out of 5. <gasps> 1.6 out of 5! Jim the fish! Jim the fish, well, I never. Holy moly. <laughs> Even doubled its last than any of us. Oh. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> Jim the Fish makes a lot of really good points. Yeah. So I, I want to introduce Jim the Fish to Star Wars still and them to discuss this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can discuss this in writing on whobackwhen.com where, ladies and gents, you can find and comment on both. <laughs> You three 3.8s have forgotten that conformity is not the point. <laughs> Who back when is a broad church? Broad church, broad church. Broad church. <laughs> We're all individuals. Yes, and we individually gave it the same score. Oh. Yes. <laughs> Fact. <laughs> Jim the Fish, thank you so much for a spiffing mini. And please stick around for next time as well. (laughs) Yes, please do. Maybe it'll get better from here, Jim. 
I I love how so many people get, have so incredibly varying opinions oh, yeah. of the same stuff that we are discussing. We've had it on. A, there have, have been a few like extremely polarizing episodes. I did not necessarily expect this to be one of them. Mm. It's really cool that it was. But I I think what you were saying before is that um, Doctor Who changes. And it, you know, from beat to beat, episode yeah. to episode, series to series, and I think people can take what they think Doctor Who is, and they will love elements of it. Yeah. And then you throw in an episode like this, which is very definitely something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure what it is, but it's not really in fitting with a lot of the ups and downs of Doctor Who. Yeah. In you know, episode by episode, and I think if you haven't taken bits of episodes that resonate with this ending, well, cliffhanger midway thing. Yeah, you're going to hate the shit out of it. That's very, very possible. <laughs> right. Okie dokie. This has been a fantastic soiree. Uh, next in line on the New Who channel is... Let's kill Hitler. Super exciting. <laughs> Let's. <Yeah. laughs> that douchebag. <laughs> After the next New Who review, we may or may not be dropping a classic review of... The Time Warrior. You asked for it. You begged for it. You prayed for it. <laughs> and you got Jim. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> super looking forward. I haven't even watched it yet, but it's another Sontaran serial. It's going to be oh, super exciting. Oh, exciting. The very first Sontaran serial ever. I will look forward to watching it oh, and reviewing it. Incredibly excited. <laughs> Uh, so after the next new and after the next classic, we have, oh, hang on, hold on to your pacemakers, ladies and gents. What you didn't ask or beg for, <laughs> <laughs> but you are still getting, and there's no choice in the matter because it's already in the can. <laughs> An audio review of The Cannibalists. That's right. <laughs> it's a fantastic review. It's true. We've already recorded it. It's fantastic. <laughs> But this is all leading up to what, Leon? We've already hinted at it so many times. Uh, the script is all done, and now we are in, let's call it the pre-production phase. Soon we will be in the production phase of our very own Who Back When branded audiobook. Oh. My. God. Super exciting. <gasps> Super exciting. Wow. <laughs> do you have a title yet? We do, but we haven't made it public yet. Shall mm. we make it public? Well, not yet. Shall we make it public? I'm not sure it won't change, because isn't it quite obvious? <laughs> um, maybe it's already been done in one format or another. Okay, make them, wait. make them wait. Yeah. Uh, here, okay, here's my uh, suggestion. We will, we will reveal the title when we reveal the poster for it. Or the yes. cover nice. for it. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, <laughs> keep your pants on, podcast fans. <laughs> In the meantime, you can high five us online. Let's see. People who are on Twitter. Drew, you're on Twitter. Yeah, follow me and banish my tweety blues. I'm Drew back when. <laughs> Excellent branding. You can tweet at me as well. High five me online and I will high five you back. I'm at Ponkin. You know how to spell that. Marie and Jim, you are not on Twitter. No. <laughs> But people can get in touch with uh, Marie and Jim via email, whobackwhen at gmail.com. We will pass your words along. Until the next time, thank you so much for listening. You've been a lovely audience. Rock on and cha-chao. Bye-bye. Toodles. See ya. Kablamo! Did you enjoy the show? Then please do what the cosmos compels you to and spread the gospel of Who Back When. Tell your friends. But I've got no friends. No problemo. Tell some strangers. Hey. 
Like us on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash whobackwhen. All in one word. Are you into Twitter? Awesome. High five us online and we'll high five you right back. You guessed it. We're at whobackwhen. All in one word. Check us out on Instagram for behind the scenes photos and other Whovian goodness. Watch our videos or even listen to our podcast on YouTube. That's whobackwhen.com slash YouTube. Vote us up on Reddit. Listen to us on Stitcher and head on over to our website whobackwhen.com where you can submit a review of your own. Browse the article archives and peruse our visual index of aliens, monsters and more which increases in Kablamos with every episode. And lastly, give us a rating and review on iTunes. It helps our show get noticed and earns you lots of karma points. That's it. Rock on and be rad and excellent to each other. Catch your earballs in our next Who review or bonus episode. Until then, cha-chao. Who back when?